is welcome back to the Badass Ladies Club. I'm Jessica. This is my bestie, Laurie, over here. Hey, what's up, guys? And we are back again. And um, thank you so much for all of your love and support. Please subscribe, rate, review through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, also, give us a follow on at the Badass Ladies Club on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, Badass Ladies, one word, <laughs> club, second word. Um, we're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. So go check us out. Um, this week's episode, I'm so excited about because I love talking about this. Um, we're going to be talking about love languages, yes. but before we start talking about love languages, we are going to introduce our badass of the week and Laurie can do that. I'm excited to talk about our badass of the week this week. She shows lots of love. Her name is Carrie Davis and Carrie is the owner of Gila Root Salon and Spa, which is in San Diego, California. She also is involved in so many educational opportunities and inspiration opportunities in our industry. I know that she's going to be um, speaking on stage at Serious Business. Um, she's also got Beauty Backbone and works with Aveda Business College. Like, But a big reason why Carrie came up for us, I think, was just because of the immense leadership and grace that she has shown this year while her salon has been closed more than once. You know, I mean, two, California, times. You know, like, it's, like, yeah. Um, I know how it rocked us, and so to do it multiple times and to never like have a total meltdown, which I'm sure that, you know, maybe she did, but right. in what I saw, it was just really inspiring to see how she managed that whole situation and is continuing to manage that situation because they're like currently closed right now. Yes. They're on their third shutdown um, as of right now. So thanks for being an awesome example, Carrie. We think you're a badass. We're sending you a badass box and we would love for you to come hang out on the show and do a little uh, virtual interview with us and tell us how things are going in San Diego. Yeah. So let's get to love languages. Yes. Let's get to love languages. So for anyone who is not familiar with the five love languages, there is a book. Yes. Um, do you know who wrote that book? Look it up. I'm going to look All it right. up right now. I, you know, what's funny is I've read it like multiple times mm -hmm. over the years. Uh, the first time I want to say it was like 10 years ago, maybe. And it, every time I read it, I understand it at newer levels. Yeah. So it was written by Gary Chapman there you go. in 1992. <laughs> Wild. My God. I didn't know that. I mean, I've read the book, but, um, I didn't know it was from 1992. Well, and it's had so many different versions. And yes. Renditions because and there's, studies, um, like the five level languages for your relationship. Right. Or for your kids. Yeah. Or, you know, so there's a multitude of um, versions of this book, I suppose. They all kind of wrap up around these five ways that people communicate um, love and receive love. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a quiz that you can take online. It'll tell you all about it. But sometimes just hearing about the five love languages, I realize how different I am in different relationships oh, yeah. Um, yeah. with these. So they are uh, words of affirmation quality time, acts of service, receiving gifts, and physical touch are the five love languages. Yeah. So I think it's important to realize that whereas, especially in a romantic relationship, obviously all five are very important to that relationship. You usually have a top one or possibly two that really, really speak to you and how you need to be loved. Um, 
So not to say that, you know, just because you have a love language, that doesn't mean that the other ones aren't valid or value for you. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, so words of affirmation are, I think a big one in my world. I know that I like to hear things from people, you know, that, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm doing a good job or that, you know, I'm on the right track. And so words of affirmation are just, you know, speaking appreciation. I, read something a few days ago when I was reading up on this about how, you know, this guy takes the trash out for his wife every night, you know, and he doesn't mind taking the trash out, but it's the, when she like delicately says, Hey, thanks for taking the trash, you know, like it's little things like Mm -hmm. that, that the appreciation for the act that he did, um, means way more to him than him doing the actual act, you know, to the point where now he doesn't even have to hear about it, you know, so much because he knows that that's the way that she feels about it. And so it's, amazing to me how huge such little things can be, you know, for all of us that it's those little efforts that make the biggest bunch. Mm-hmm. What do yeah. you think one of yours is? Um, my love language, and I had a lot of guilt about this when I initially took the quiz and started learning more about myself, but my love language is receiving gifts. But the more I read into it and kind of experienced it. It's not about like, I need you to buy me a Louis Vuitton purse and you know, all these things. I don't need big extravagant gifts. It's more like, um, you know, when you go to the store and you buy me a Reese's peanut butter cups, because you know right. that that's my favorite candy. It's the fact that you were thinking of me while you were at the store. I love Reese's peanut butter cups. You were thinking of me and that means the world to me, you know, um, understanding what you might like as a gift in the first place, right. Holds value, you know, yes, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, or, you know, um, a card or, you know, like just any little thing, but for the record, if you want to buy me a Louis Vuitton purse, <laughs> that's totally gifts, okay. Like, that's cool. <laughs> you can do that for me, but, um, no, it's, it's mostly about the little things and showing that the thought was there. So one that I think is way misunderstood sometimes is the physical touch one that Mm -hmm. people just immediately go to, Oh, well, I gotta get my hands all over this person if their love language is physical touch. But, um, I think that physical touch has so much to do with like affirming physical touches, things like hands on your back or holding hands or showing, um, affection in ways where like people around you understand and notice that that's what's going on. Um, sometimes is a lot more powerful for somebody with physical touch as a love language, mm-hmm. as opposed to like getting naked, even though getting naked right. is great. It's, but, I mean, you know, like, yeah, like sex is great, but the physical touch aspect in a, in the world of love languages, isn't sex. Right. It doesn't have to doesn't be have sex. To be. Yeah. Um, I know of some girlfriends who, you know, they don't need their man to tell them they love them. They don't need their man to buy them all the things. They're like, just smack me on the ass and, you know, just, you know, be like, love you, babe. Mm -hmm. And like, they're good with that. And that's okay. Because that's their love language. That's their love language. So, and then acts of service, I think is another one for me that is big, you know, like I really like it when kind of like, your gifts. Like if somebody understands me well enough to know something they could do for me that would make my life easier. Mm -hmm. And then they do that. And I'm not a part of that like conversation or decision at all. Wow. That is, that speaks to me big time. Yeah. I, 
Although acts of service, I wouldn't say is a primary love language for me, it does make it so much easier when your partner or your friends or those around you know what speaks to you as far as acts of service go, Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be the one to be like, I need you to do this. Will you do this for me? Will you do this for me? And you know that at least that's how it is for me. I don't want to be that person that constantly has to ask for things to be done when they can just be done without me asking. Well, and that makes it something different. Then it's not a love language anymore. It's like me asking for help, which is a totally different circumstances. Like when you do something freely without me having to ask you, that feels loving to me. But when you do something because I asked you to do it, then obviously you would do that, you know, like, and so, yeah, I just think that takes it to a totally different space. Absolutely. And quality time, um, quality time is like right under receiving gifts. Quality time is my number two, like right under that. Um, that I, as much of a loner as I am, or that I say that I am, I do, especially when I'm in a relationship, I like being with that person. And it's not like a, I need you around 24 seven thing because I do like my alone time and my independence. But when we are together, I like that time to be for us. Right. So putting down the phone, um, you know, maybe like indulging in conversation that is meaningful and, you know, or I mean, mindless TV is good too. Like I could do a Parks and Rec or Schitt's Creek Marathon any day of the week, but we just started Schitt's Creek. I'm so excited for you. I'm like on season two, like episode four or five. Ah, I think it's really awesome. If you haven't seen it, you totally (laughs) I know I'm way behind in this whole conversation. Anyway, um, quality time. Yeah. Put down the freaking cell phone. Like that it does not count if your phone is in your hand. And I was reading about like couples who don't take their phones to bed. That Mm -hmm. like when it's time to go to bed, you plug the phone in, in the kitchen or whatever. And I haven't done this yet, but I really have tried and practiced leaving my phone in the other room when it's quality time, time, you know? Um, So it's not even a distraction to me. And it's weird because I totally think about it, you know? And I'm like, I wonder what's going on on my phone. And then I remind myself, oh no, we're doing like quality time right now. Um, Even quality time, no phone, no TV, no, you know, like- No technology. Well- I'm down for the record player. I'm in on music, you know, like I think that, but just hanging out, you know, like is, uh, really, really important and top of the list on Aubrey's love languages. So, so years and years ago, I tried this, um, putting the phone in a different room thing. This is when my pug Delilah Mm. was still alive. That's how long ago this was. That was a while ago. Um, So she had like storm anxiety whenever it was storming or raining outside. She was a pacer and she would pace and pugs breathe heavy anyway. So it was loud and like you couldn't go to bed. So because I was keeping my phone in a different room, I had an actual alarm clock, which. Wow. Yeah. You don't see much anymore. I know. (laughs) Um, And so. I guess she was pacing back and forth so much and like under the bed and everywhere that she unplugged the alarm clock and I didn't wake up in time for work the next day. And thankfully I think I got up in time to where I like just barely made it to work. It wasn't a total disaster, (laughs) but I remember posting about it on Facebook and I was like, Oh my God, this happened. And our friend Mandy was like, you have an alarm clock. And I was like, stop. Um, (laughs) 
So that's when I was like, okay, never mind. I need my phone. Yep. Um, but you know, Simon Sinek is a big advocate for putting your phone away in another room and actually using an alarm clock. So I may have to get back to that. I mean, just for an experiment, you know, see what changes. Uh, so I guess a big concept in the five love languages in general is that if you're in any kind of relationship, that there's a way that you like to receive love, but that you have to understand how your partner receives love. Because for instance, if my love language is words of affirmation and I'm, you know, like giving words of affirmation all the time to Aubrey and that's not his love language, then it's, it's missing its intention altogether, you know, and to him, he's not hearing it that way. You know, like I got to pay attention to the way the opposite person in the relationship receives that love. Right. And so it's, it's like this two way street. So if you want to know your partner's love language, just pay attention to the way they show love to you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I didn't pick up on that in the beginning. And so like in my relationship before I would buy things right? and I'd be like, look what I got for you. I did this. I did that. And sometimes it was big gifts. Sometimes it was like really expensive concert tickets. Sometimes it was candy from the store or whatever. And he'd be like, cool. Yeah. Thanks. And I'm like, cool. I just bared my heart and soul into like giving you this thing. And yeah, he's just like, awesome. Do you not understand what I've just done for you? I'm like, (laughs) do you not understand? Um, and actually right before we recorded this, Paul was just saying that, um, you know, in his relationship, he's like, Stop loving me in your love language (laughs) that doesn't work. And I was like, yes, that's so frustrating when you're in a relationship and this person is showing you love in the way they like to receive love. It's like somebody speaking a language you don't understand to you and you want so badly to hear them, you know, and know what they're saying, but they're not speaking your language. Like you don't know. And it's crazy frustrating. Yeah. Um, but amazing when you understand how they receive love, then, like I said, it's like these tiny little things that you do make massive amounts of uh, progress with that relationship. And that's what I think is so cool about it is like, as soon as you get it, all of these other things you've been trying so hard to do, you realize were in vain. And if you just did this tiny thing, like tell somebody, thank you, or bring them candy, you know, like that totally turns the whole thing on its head. And all of a sudden you are speaking their language and it's magic or taking out the trash for acts of service or, you know, whatever that is. Um, it's, it's so easy if you just pay attention. We have a conversation in my house about how dead sexy it is when you do dishes. Right. Maybe the sexiest thing ever, you know, (laughs) and it works like a charm. Um, I, yes, it's the best. Um, yeah, that so acts of service is hard for me because it's awesome having a partner that does acts of service, right? but I am like so not an acts of service person. And I feel so bad for saying this because I don't want to do the dishes. Right. I really don't. Which is why you need to hook up with somebody <laughs> right. who doesn't mind the acts of service. I know, thing. But, um, but to show that person love, it's like, oh, fine. Fine, I'll do it. I'll do the dishes. You're just like, God damn it. Or maybe it's a different service. Maybe it is. You know what? I can do laundry all day. Maybe they need their hair done. I can do your hair. See, like easy enough. Yeah. All figured. (laughs) Um, 
one of my favorite things that I've seen about the five love languages is as it relates to tacos. Yes. So that if you are confused about any of these love languages, put it in relation to tacos and it's all cleared up. That's basically how I communicate everything. So you should communicate everything through tacos, honestly. Um, So let's go through these. Go for it. Okay. Words of affirmation as it relates to tacos. (laughs) Your tacos are delicious. It's like music to my ears. <laughs> Lori really does make great tacos. I make we have them tacos. every Friday night. It's actually my long-term retirement plan. Um, yeah. Yes. Tacos are the best. Quality time is, let's go out and get tacos together. I love that. I mean, we're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> this I love language. tacos. <laughs> yes. Let's go get tacos together. Um, acts of service. I made you tacos. Okay. You do make me a lot of tacos, Laurie, and I really do appreciate it's it. one of the things I, I know you'll cooking. I know you'll eat them. Like, I yeah. will eat them, yes. Uh, receiving gifts. Here's a taco. Oh, my God, my favorite. <laughs> Thank you so much. There's a reason why we're friends. Yes. That really does work I really know. well. Um, physical touch. This one is probably my favorite because <laughs> I don't know how this is possible. Let me hold you like a taco. I mean... <laughs> work yeah. <laughs> I love it okay that was good times that was good times it, it helps me communicate things when you put it in taco form yes yeah I saw this t-shirt it <laughs> said I wonder if tacos are thinking about me too yes. <laughs> like I'm constantly thinking about tacos they are and when you're in Texas especially the DFW area I mean there's taco places on every street corner. I was laughing yesterday about how quickly we went through a 45 pack of tortillas in my house. I was like, Oh my gosh, no way. Have we actually eaten all of these already? So good. Oh my God. Okay. On from tacos. (laughs) So we talk about love languages a lot with romantic, um, relationships, but I think it's so critical to think about it in relation to friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe even friendships that your friends moved out of city, out of state, you know, like friendships that have created distance or you just haven't talked to them in a long time, that understanding how your friends receive love means that you can very efficiently show love um, without a whole lot of effort, you know, which is great in today's world because things are crazy volatile and everybody's busy and um, that I want to be able, I I want my friends to feel the love, you know, so. Absolutely. Especially in like a COVID-19 world, um, you know, my best friend and soul sister Jackie is all the way out in San Diego who she's gotten her haircut at Gila Rue said it was fantastic referrals but um you know so anytime you know and self-admittedly I haven't been able to do it not haven't been able I have been able I just haven't you know connected with her as much as I would like to, but, you know, especially in the beginning, like the FaceTime calls Mm -hmm. so that face to face, you're not alone, you know, words of affirmation, you're doing great. You know what? You're, you're doing great. You're doing it. Um, or, you know, um, sending someone just something small, you know, from an online shop somewhere, like I prefer to use Etsy over, Amazon, but you know, Amazon works great too, whatever you can do. Um, you know, cause how would you do acts of service from far away? I mean, you could send a cleaning lady to somebody's house. Yeah. 
You could, um, yeah, I guess you could hire help. Like you could from send, the di- you could send dinner in yeah. from a delivery place, you know, like those yeah. kinds of things. My mom has a thing for like sending me six different kinds of cheesecake from the cheesecake factory all at once. Like <sighs> that's awesome. It's a little bit overwhelming, but I'm never sad. Um, <laughs> it, it has its intended effect. So yeah, I mean, you could do acts of service that way. True. Yeah. Um, I also think it's important at work when you're in team environments to understand how your teammates receive love. Absolutely. Um, Because it helps so much when you're trying to coach people, when you're trying to encourage people or um, even be an example to people, you know, to understand the way that they receive those affirmations um, really helps you be able to deliver that. And so it's so many different relationships. Absolutely. I can totally speak to that. So, you know, I think it was for my birthday this past year when the girls decorated my station, it it looked, this is going (laughs) to sound so morbid for those of you who don't know me. It, it looked like a black party. Like it should have been cheerful, but it actually looked it really was like a somber or something. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was really awesome. It was dark and mysterious. But like everything was black. So it was like, you know, black tissue paper, mm. you know, all over my station, black balloons, black M&Ms. Right. And I, it made me the happiest <laughs> I had been in a really long time because it just meant so much to me that like, they know me that well. Well, and it wasn't expensive stuff. No. It was thoughtful stuff. To get me black M&M's. Right. It just spoke to my soul. Brilliant. So much. Or like, you know, when Kelsey used to work with mm-hmm. us and, you know, Kelsey and I had this shared love of pickles. <laughs> and so we would always like gift each other pickles. Yeah. And so when you work with people who just get you, it's yeah. really, really awesome. It's so much it's fun yes it makes the work day like so fun and it's not like you have to do that every day no but but it is kind of like this constant one-upping of each other you know where you're trying to continually pay it forward and do great things for one another and that is awesome when you have a team environment that's kind of thriving off of that I agree um I think that love languages are also important um in a parenting aspect oh my gosh yes I'm still trying to figure out Adelaide's love language now I haven't read the love language book for parents to kids. Um, I'm so interested when you get I into know that. I, I should, I should pick that up, but, um, you know, Adelaide is four years old and is just kind of all over the place. Um, and I try to be mindful of it. You know, she's in this very like touchy feely loving, um, space right now, but sometimes it's like in a manipulative way, like when right. she's trying to stall eating dinner, and I'm like, Adelie, just eat your dinner. And she's like, can I give you a kiss Please? and a hug? <laughs> How do you say no to that sweet little face? Right. And I'm like, yes, you can give me a kiss and a hug, but eat your chicken. You know, Working like it, yeah. she, she knows how to work it. So then I think like, okay, so maybe she's a physical touch girl or, you know, um, sometimes I think it's words of affirmation. I mean, and what four-year-old doesn't like receiving gifts? Right. You know, I feel like when you're a kid, it's probably like across the board. Oh God. And you know, like I'll, I'll be gone from work for eight hours and I come back. She's like, I missed you so much. So then I'm like, okay, maybe she's quality time or it's hard to figure out a four-year-old in general. So I, I, but I do try to be mindful of it as a parent. Um, but I'd be really interested to read that book. I also wonder like, so think back, have yours always been the same? 
because like when I was in high school, I don't know that I think if they were, I was in high school, it would have definitely been physical touch. Yeah. Like nothing rocked my world. Like somebody holding my hand when I was in high school, you know, like that, but now physical touch isn't so much my love language, you know, like, so I wonder how much it changes as you change, you know, or as you grow and understand yourself better, that maybe you understand your love languages better, or if it's just something know. that's always that, there. I think that for me, I can say that receiving gifts have probably always been my number one, but I think that I like balance between quality time and words of affirmation as okay. like a close second. Right. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I like to keep the conversation. I feel like love language is something that comes up every few years as like a trend topic almost, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that learning more about unique ways to deliver love languages is a really cool method of uh, rewarding each other. Like you were talking about getting candy at the store or, you know, like high fives at work. We did that for a long time, you know, and it was like this out in the open, you know, visual representation of patting each other on the back, you know, like that, um, finding inexpensive ways to encourage each other with love languages is definitely the yeah. way. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think sometimes it's just, it pays to be open about it. Like, I think that a good first date question or like getting to know someone, whether it's in a romantic way or not is what's your love language. Okay. And you know, then that way it's like out in the open and you know, so if somebody had never read the book or heard anything about it, then you do the talk. Then you have to go. Obviously. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to break this down in taco conversation <laughs> yes. so you can understand me. That's what it's there for. And if they don't get it, then you need to leave. Yes. Leave that date immediately. Like, Yes. Yeah. Well, because I've had a conversation about love language, love languages before where the person I was talking to not blew it off, but was like, well, they're all important. And I'm like, well, yes, yeah. they are all important, but you usually just have one. So what is your one? And they're like, they're all, I'm like, no, you're not following. You're not playing. You're yeah. not playing the game. Like, yeah, you got to play the game. Yeah, you have to play along. Take this quiz. <laughs> Take the quiz. All right. Well, I am uh, I'm excited that we pulled this out as a topic. And I know. Love languages are always really fun to talk about. And I think that it sometimes says so much about a person that, like, it's kind of good to know, you know, what they like and what you're getting into. <laughs> well, and to be able to talk about what, how you receive love, too, you know, like right. that that's something that, uh, the more I get to know myself, the, the easier it is to talk well, about. Well, yeah. Cause you know, being in relationships when I was younger versus being in relationships now, romantic or not, you know, when you truly know yourself and it's so much easier to just put it out there and say what your needs are, life is so much easier, yeah. you know, to be like, Hey, I, this is what I need. You know, and when I was younger, I never asked myself what I needed. Yeah. It was always about the other person, you know, romantic or not, that I always put myself on the back burner. And so as you get into your thirties and like, at least in my experience and you are like really growing and, you know, feeling yourself and, you know, that 
from, you know, you get to this point where you're just like, no, this is who I am. And so now I don't have the guilt about the receiving gifts because I've experienced it enough to know it's not about materialistic things. Right. It's not about things. It's about thought, you know. Well, and people can't read your mind. Right. You know, like it makes the whole relationship so much easier if people are able to be upfront with, with that. And I feel like that is, um, I don't know, just being able to tell people what you need and then people being able to hear that and be like, okay, awesome. You know, like I can do something with that. Um, because to your point, I think that sometimes if you're able to just like tell people, Hey, this is who I am and this is what I'm looking for. And this is, you know, like the way that I receive love and affirmation that sometimes that's intimidating to the person that you're talking <laughs> right, to where they're, they're like, like uh... Oh geez, man, like <laughs> this chick is like on, you know, but, but who are you looking for? too you know right. like are you looking for somebody who's maybe threatened by that or intimidated by that or are you looking for people who are like ready to get down to business and understand what they're all about too and again not just romantically maybe that's in you know we've talked before about like what, what work it is to have platonic friendships you know and that if that's somebody right. that you're like yeah I want to like hang with this girl and be friends and you know like that that is sometimes part of setting boundaries and establishing like what you're looking for in friendships. Right. And our friend Danielle, who we had that whole topic of conversation with is a perfect example. Yeah. Like she's such a words of affirmation girl. Totally. And she shows that in her friendships with her girlfriends in and out of work. And that I, I do try to, even though I'm not so much of a words of affirmation person that I know that that's what she needs. And so you want to deliver that right. because so that I want to deliver that because I want her yeah. to feel loved totally. and, you know, respected, which is why that works. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Well, I'm, uh, excited to hear more about love languages from our listeners and viewers. Um, maybe we'll put up a couple of posts so we can hear more about what your love languages are and the way that you guys, uh, give and receive love, uh, to come up with some new tricks. I'd love to hear it. All right, cool. So everybody get on and show us some love. If you haven't, uh, followed us on a social media page or checked out our website, gone to the merch site, we would love to see you there and, um, hear what's going on out here in Badass Ladies Club. Should we cheers? I haven't even taken a drink. That this is whole time. unacceptable. Unacceptable. Cheers. I need my margarita. <laughs> All right. Oh, so good. Tacos and margaritas at Laurie's house every Friday night. That's what we do. This is what we do. Address <laughs> on the true. next episode. So you guys listen up. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, bye.